Good morning, everyone. This is Greenville Mike, your favorite local podcast for all things happening in Greenville, including noteworthy news, restaurant reviews, events coming up this week, and more. I'm Tracy. And I'm Will. And this is the Weekly Rundown. All right. Good morning, everyone. We've got a lot we're going to be covering today. But first up, got a comment on what was a pretty jam-packed weekend for us. I know. There was so much going on. Euphoria and the Indie Craft Parade were the big two over the weekend that we were able to hit up. We were first-timers at both of these events, and we had a lot of fun. Yeah. Euphoria's Party in the Park was so much fun. First of all, first time seeing Stilto Stiletto perform. I think we might have seen them at a wedding before, but... Either way, we've been hearing about them for a long time, and they did not disappoint. Yeah, they were playing some amazing hits all night, and I was really impressed. They had some talented musicians. I know. Their guy who sang Hold On by The Killers was absolutely shredding it. It was amazing. Also, another highlight, we got to see John Lewis in the flesh, the owner and restaurateur behind Lewis Barbecue, and it was awesome. I was kind of geeking out, not going to lie, mostly because I think John Lewis is kind of a barbecue legend. He was, uh, or Lewis Barbecue was the first Eats and Treats we did. When was that? Way back in January. And I did a bunch of research on him at that time. And I think his story is so fascinating. And I think he's just like incredibly talented barbecue wise. Yeah, for sure. Well, we don't have time to get into it all now, but suffice to say, he's super legit and nationally acclaimed, and so it was cool to see him in person. But Euphoria's party in the park was also really cool. So many different amazing chefs serving up tasty dishes, great music, lots of people, and definitely a more upscale vibe when it comes to Greenville festivals, I think. Yeah, I know. Euphoria is definitely more on the fancy side when it comes to the music and food festivals in Greenville. I feel like everyone was dressed up a little bit. But also, I think it makes sense, too, because you have all these high-end chefs coming from up and down the East Coast, and they're doing all these tastings and special menus, partnering with a lot of the nicer restaurants around Greenville. So I think the whole vibe is kind of just high-end. Yeah, and apparently Euphoria is pretty big amongst the out-of-towners, so there's lots of people traveling in for this event. Yeah, and also lots of people and artists traveling into town for the Indie Craft Parade over the weekend. So Greenville, just a total tourist hotspot. What were your thoughts on the Indie Craft Parade? Yeah, so it took place in Timmins Arena at Furman, which is where the Furman basketball team plays, um, if you didn't know that. And it was $8 per entry. Yeah, I will say that is the first time I've paid for entry at a craft show event like this. Yeah, maybe because it's a juried craft show, so it's a little more prestigious. All right, you got to explain. What is a juried craft show? Yeah, I got you. So basically, every artist or maker has to apply to get a booth and a panel of people or a jury hand select who they think will be the best fit for the event. So not just anybody can get a booth. Okay, so you pay to enter because it's kind of like more high profile vendors like hand selected. So it's like a step above a farmer's market. I guess. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. Either way, there were a lot of really cool vendors. Our friend Kate from Avon Co. is there selling leather wristlets, which are awesome, by the way. And you definitely should check out her Instagram if you haven't heard of her company. And there were a lot of really cool ceramic makers like Hollowed Earth Pottery based here in Greenville. And they had some pretty beautiful mugs that I really, really wanted. And I will probably be purchasing online. Yeah, all their stuff was awesome. They also had these ceramic spoons, which honestly were the coolest spoons I've ever seen in my life. And I know that's like a super random luxury to have really cool spoons, but 
If our entire spoon set in our kitchen was custom-made ceramic spoons, that would be such a cool flex move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that would make us pretty legit. Um, but yeah, the Indie Craft Parade had everything from custom leather goods to woodworkers to apparel to fine art and so much more. If you're into handmade goods, you should definitely mark the Indie Craft Parade on your calendar for next year. And Makers Collective is also going to be having a temporary holiday pop-up retail store starting in November with a lot of the same makers and artists. So you won't have to wait super long. All right, there you go. That's a wrap for our weekend. Now, got to get into some noteworthy news for this week. First up, all indications are pointing toward the start of fall weather this week. Praise the Lord. I know. If you're anything like us, you are sick and tired of this heat. Greenville Today posted on their weekly email some climate predictions coming from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's Climate Prediction Center. That is a name. Definitely a mouthful. And it had some interesting weather facts and predictions for us. So here are a few of those facts. So, unfortunately, number one, even though this week is much cooler than the past few we've been enduring in Greenville, Greenville has a 33 to 40% chance of temperatures being higher than normal. I guess that means there's a 60% chance of them not being higher than normal. Is that what that means? I don't know if that's exactly what that that. means. I'll take that, sure. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just glad the highs aren't in the 90s anymore, honestly. Seriously, I'll take any relief. The fact that none of the highs are above 85 this week is amazing. I know, definitely with you on that. Uh, another fact, you can also expect slightly more precipitation. So there's a 40 to 50% higher chance of seeing higher than average rainfall amounts this fall. Honestly, I'm also here for some dreary days. You definitely won't hear me saying that in January, but right now, I've seen I've seen enough sun, honestly. Yeah. I feel like you and me are pretty fickle with the seasons. (laughs) Every new season, I'm like ecstatic the first month, and then I'm pretty neutral. And then after that, I'm like so over it until it changes. Like in May, I'm really excited for summer, and I'm like having fun in June. But then after July 4th, I'm like, get me out of here. Yeah. I will say, I think I can do fall all year long. Yeah, I think so too. Fall's amazing. Yeah. So as far as temperatures go, last facts, in September... The high usually sits around 82 and the low around 64, but we can expect the weather to be around 80 for most of the month. Uh, In October, the average high and low temps are between 73 and 53. Also, October is apparently one of the driest months of the year. And then for November, average highs drop 10 degrees, thank goodness, to 63 with an average low of 43. So either way, cooler days are upon us. Yeah, I can't wait. And with those cooler days comes changing leaves. We can't forget that fall doesn't technically start until September 23rd. So don't get too impatient here with the leaves. Because of where we live, it obviously stays warmer a little longer than northern states. And therefore, the leaves don't change as early, obviously. If conditions track with previous years, you'll start to see the leaves changing in areas like Hendersonville around mid-October. And then here in Greenville around the end of October and beginning of November. Another thing to note is that a dry season will mean an earlier start and can cause more muted colors, and a wet season will bring a later foliage start. Either way, we do typically have a beautiful fall here, so it'll be worth the wait. So it sounds like if we're expecting higher than average rainfall, we're going to get some bright leaf colors or not muted? 
Yeah, maybe. So the U.S. Forest Service actually has an article about the science of fall colors. But one point was that a warm period during fall could also cause colors to be more muted. Dang it. Okay, so what's like the best case scenario according to the scientists? Yeah, I'm thinking warm, sunny fall days with cool nights and adequate rainfall. I don't know what adequate rainfall would be, but maybe just like somewhere in the middle. Okay, great. So sunny, but also some rainy and cool nights. All right, you know what? A good balance. Yeah, all that sounds good to me. Fingers crossed. Next news story on the docket, Taylor's Mill is for sale and currently on the market for $10 million. I'm sold. Let's buy it. All right, I'll text our agent. Taylor's Mill was a former textile site turned entertainment hub. The mill was a major employer in the area for decades after completion in 1924 and served as the center of a surrounding mill village. Industrial operations at the site ended in 1965, and then the mill basically sat untouched for almost 50 years, but not so any longer. 300,000 square feet of the space is currently occupied, with tenants such as 13 Stripes Brewery, the Fairhouse Restaurant, and Blue Ox Hatchet House, along with workspaces and artist studios. However, even still, more than half of the space remains unoccupied, which is pretty crazy. Sounds like a huge mill. Yeah, so lots of room to grow in the future. I know. We could use the other 300,000 square feet for a podcast studio. See, that's exactly what I was thinking. But honestly, I think a developer in Greenville is going to scoop it up so quick. Taylor's Mill is so on brand for Greenville. And with how much money and new residents are pouring in, I bet it'll be off the market within a couple of weeks. Yeah, apparently there's already been a lot of interest and prospective buyers, most of whom have extensive experience with revitalizing and maintaining former textile sites, which makes sense. We don't have any experience revitalizing textile sites, so we might not be the best fit. Yeah, we also don't have $10 million. (laughs) Yeah, that too. Okay, next up, we've got some sad news. Cream Shack in downtown Greenville has announced that they are closing. If you're unfamiliar, Cream Shack was a spot downtown known for their rolled ice cream. We actually featured them on our ice cream tour in the month of June. Yeah, we did. Rip to rolled ice cream in Greenville. Yeah, it's sad. They opened up in 2017 and announced the other day on their website that they are closing their doors. I feel like every time I passed Cream Shack, it was pretty busy and there was always a line But running a business is hard, and so you never know what a business is going through behind the scenes. Yeah, I know. There could be a lot of reasons they're closing. Apparently, the owners spent a long time in the restaurant industry and opened Cream Shack as part of their retirement in 2017. So maybe they're just taking their retirement in another direction, you know? Yeah, maybe so. Their website says they're selling their equipment. So if anyone is looking to buy some commercial ice cream equipment, now's your chance. All right. I'll talk to my financial advisor. Perfect. And last news story of the day, the city of Greenville has revised its noise ordinance downtown in response to many ongoing public complaints about excessive noise. City Council has voted to initially approve revisions to its noise ordinance, which I think these are their first revisions since 2004. And they give police additional tools to enforce a quieter downtown experience for everyone. Have you noticed any excessive noise downtown? I feel like I haven't come across anything that's crazy. Not really, but we don't live downtown, so there might be a lot going on that we're not experiencing personally. Apparently, vehicles are the big issue. The ordinance states that if noise substantially interferes with the comfortable enjoyment of persons of ordinary sensibilities, then a violation has occurred. Okay. Yeah, I guess I could see that being annoying, especially with all the outdoor dining. Like if you're sitting outside somewhere and there's cars coming by just like blasting loud music right next to you. Yeah, I think the city is really committed to preserve the atmosphere of downtown Greenville. So they're cracking down. 
Mayor Knox White even commented saying Greenville thrives because of outdoor experiences. Residents and visitors enjoy dining and walking along Main Street. I regularly receive messages and comments regarding noise and how disruptive it is. I hope this stricter ordinance sends a clear message that we're serious about reducing noise and committed to a calm, peaceful downtown environment. Oh, yeah, I can get down with that. I also read that they're not just handing out citations based on like some officer person's public perception of how loud something is. They're actually measuring the decibel levels. So you can't play music louder than 70 decibels before 10 p.m. or 60 decibels after 10 p.m. So basically, an officer stands three to 25 feet from the sound source and measures it. And if you're above the limit, you can get a fine, which could be between 100 and $500. So definitely don't want to pay that. Yeah. Also, Police Chief Thompson said officers will not begin issuing tickets as soon as the changes go into effect. They're going to try to educate the public and issue warnings before issuing citations. All that to say, don't get fined. Turn the music down going through downtown. This is the same reason I don't speed. I really just don't want to pay for tickets. So you can be sure when we're riding, we're going to be riding silent. Right. (laughs) We're going to be riding silent and slow (laughs) through downtown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Keep it under 60 decibels, you guys. I know. Seriously. All right. And now on to the segment that you should turn up to 59 decibels, eats and treats, brought to you by Common Pops. Delicious frozen popsicles made with local ingredients right here in Greenville. One of the things I love about Common Pops is that you can book a cart for events like birthday parties, swim meets, masquerades, book readings, you name it. I literally can't imagine an event where Common Pops wouldn't make sense. What about divorce court proceedings? Cool things off, they get heated. What about a high-profile business meeting? The perfect icebreaker. An IRS audit. Proof of willingness to pay the sales tax. You're right. That was too easy. Exactly. Check out their Instagram at Common Pops or website commonpops.com to book a cart today. Mexican theme month continues on Eats and Treats. And this week we're honing in on another of our favorites and another Greenville staple, Asada. Good old Asada. Asada is kind of like a restaurant that started as a hidden gem and then became legendary. The locals who've been here for a while all know about Asada. Fun fact, Asada was the first Greenville restaurant that I took Tracy to when we started dating. Yeah, and with all the awesome restaurants here in town, that's pretty high praise. I know, and now we're married. Thank you, Asada. We owe you our lives. If you're not familiar, Asada is located on Wade Hampton, and they describe themselves as a Latin American fusion restaurant. And their menu is totally influenced by the Mission District in San Francisco, which, Will, you mentioned last week when you said you got your favorite burrito there of all time. I know. Isn't that ironic? I actually didn't know that was their primary influence. They say that on their website that Mission Style refers to the multicultural, vibrant Latino neighborhood in San Francisco, which is famous and influential in introducing Latin food and art to the U.S. So... Very cool connection there. It is funny because I said last week that the burrito I got from Cucho's was the closest thing I had to the burrito I got in the Mission District. I think that's partially because both the ones I had were ground beef, and Asada doesn't technically have a ground beef burrito on their menu. But I bet they could make you one if you ask them. I know. Yeah, maybe I'll ask next time. But before we get further into the food, can you describe Asada's vibe for us? Yeah, Asada totally looks like a hole in the wall crammed between an IHOP and an automotive shop. Which is literally where it's crammed between. (laughs) Yeah, it's a pretty small parking lot and they have limited seating inside, so it might be a good idea to order takeout. And like many of our Greenville faves, it's counter service too. Yeah, that's why I've said they've got some hidden gym vibes. 
but their food is pretty incredible. I've only gotten, we've only been a couple of times, I've only gotten the chicken burrito so far. I'm such a creature of habit. Same. But it's so good. All their burritos come with a steamed flour tortilla, melted queso blanco, cilantro lime rice, cumin garlic, black beans, pico de gallo, sour cream, and a side order of fresh tortilla chips topped with pico de gallo. It is so flavorful. The flavors meld together really well. Everything tastes so fresh. And also, the burrito is just massive, which is a big plus. Yeah, yours looked really good. And I normally get the chicken quesadilla, which is basically, you know, your typical quesadilla, a hot flour tortilla, but it's also overflowing with chicken and pico de gallo and queso. First off, I'm a big flour tortilla girl. I know that corn tortillas are more authentic when it comes to Mexican food, but I think you just can't beat a good soft flour tortilla. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm flour over corn all the way. Yeah, and also, whereas a lot of quesadillas are like two tortillas flattened on top of each other with filling in between, the asada quesadilla is more of like a giant folded taco, which I thought was really good, honestly. And I think it's a better tortilla to filling ratio that way. Yeah, I agree. I think that's normally my main qualm with quesadillas. Also, definitely need to mention, Asada has a regular specials menu with a bunch of really cool and authentic Latin American food items like arepas, empanadas, yuca balls, shrimp tacos with mole sauce. The list just goes on. It's awesome. Yeah, it would be a really fun place to go with friends and just get a bunch of different things and pass them around. Yeah, and also a really fun place to pick up a burrito and go back to your apartment and eat it by yourself. <laughs> Because all their food is so good. <laughs> yeah, so good. And I'm going to go with a nine and a half out of 10 for Asada. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to match you on that. Nine and a half is good. If they had more parking, I'd probably give them 10, honestly. I know that's just me. I think it's it's definitely not a big deal. But I get easily stressed out when I feel pressured to find parking and I can't find any. I think that's just like my own anxiety. But <laughs> Yeah, but I get that. You could probably park at IHOP and walk over, especially if you're just picking up food to go. That's true. But... We don't endorse that in case you get towed. So park at your own risk. All right. We've got to move on to some events for your weekend. Starting off Friday and Saturday, Autumn Fest is going down at the Greenville State Farmer's Market from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. This is a fall plant and flower festival where visitors can shop for, you guessed it, fall plants and flowers, pumpkins, and an array of home, yard, and garden decor and crafts from a variety of vendors. The market also sells in-season produce, dairy products, and much more. Um, and then Clemson Extension Master Gardeners and Master Food Preservers will be available for questions. So admission and parking are free. Okay, what is a Master Food Preserver? Uh, I'm assuming someone who is a master at preserving food. <laughs> All right, nice. I guess I deserve that. <laughs> but seriously, I think they're experts at canning, pickling, drying, freezing, you know, just all the different methods of food preservation. There's actually a lot you could go into there. Yeah, that's true. I don't know anything about any of those things, so they're probably going to have to help me. <laughs> also on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Fireforge Oktoberfest weekend is happening from 12 to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, and from 12 to 8 p.m. on Sunday. They're going to have live music each day. Oktoberfest, lager, and other seasonal brews will be on tap, and they're going to have commemorative mugs available for purchase the Fireforge Kitchen is open all weekend with toasted pretzels and a festive fare. Head to their Instagram for more info. You know I'm going to be there for those toasted pretzels. Oh, I know you will. We still need to do a pretzel tour of Greenville at some point. Yeah, we do. We'll work on getting pretzel month on the schedule. 
Also on Friday, we've got live music at Noma Square at 5.30. And September is the last month before it returns in March. So if you've ignored our invitation for you to listen to free music downtown all summer long, this is one of your last chances, if not your last chance. You've been warned. All right, another event for your Friday, which is starting to look pretty jam-packed. Berea Arts and Retro is hosting a Major League Baseball Playoff Street Art Workshop. Stephanie and Danielle from Greenville Today brought up Berea Arts and Retro last week, and they gave us the rundown. So go back to that episode if you'd like to learn more. But this is an event where you can create and take home a street art piece that reflects your fandom specifically. It costs $40 and is from 6 to 7.30 or 8 to 9.30. You can head to their website to see their workshop calendar and to sign up. They also have a few theme nights coming up and Street Art 101 workshops. Yeah, that sounds like so much fun. And we're definitely going to be heading over there soon. So you might see us if you decide to go also. And just another reminder, Saturday morning, we've got Farmer's Markets in downtown Greenville, Traveler's Rest, Simpsonville, and Fountain Inn. These start around 8 or 8.30 and go until noon. And also, we've got some kids events to put on your radar for the weekend. Saturday and Sunday, Paw Patrol Live is happening at Bon Secours. If you have a child, you probably know that Paw Patrol is a hit Nickelodeon show. Um, But this is the live musical version of that. So, sure, it's pretty awesome. Super hype. And shows are taking place Saturday at 10 a.m. and Sunday at 12 p.m. And then also Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Charlotte's Web is playing at the South Carolina Children's Theater. This is going to be going down for the next several weekends, and the suggested age for this is third grade and up, and you can head to their website for tickets. And that's all we've got for you this week and what felt like a nonstop thrill ride of a weekly rundown. We hope you guys enjoyed that as much as we did. Yeah, thanks so much for tuning in. Please remember to like, subscribe, and drop us a five-star rating. That means so much to us when we see your love pour in. And if you know of any super good Mexican restaurants you'd like us to try, please comment on our Instagram or shoot us a DM. I know. Eats and Treats Month has been epic this month. It has. I forgot how much I love Mexican food. It's amazing. (laughs) Definitely send us your faves. We hope you all have a great week, and we'll catch you next Monday for the next weekly rundown. See ya. Yeah.